0: Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. We are ready to start a fresh new year. A new year always brings a chance to start over after a year of uncertainty. And through this, you've had countless setbacks, financial, mentally, physically, which may have left you feeling miles behind in your business. But now that we're heading into a fresh new year, I'm hopeful that this year you can create the life that you've worked tirelessly toward. You might be looking for a change in the way that you lead your team or in order for them to feel motivated and inspired focusing on team retention. Maybe it's time to bring some excitement and energy back into the salon. This may be a chance to refocus on your own business mindset. Maybe it's time to redirect your attention and spend more quality time with your family. Maybe this new year coming is the year that you will truly step into your role as the salon CEO. Now, I know the last couple of years have been rocky, but the one thing that can help you get through any uncertainty is a really clear plan, preparing yourself for success, which is usually the part that all business owners struggle with, funnily enough. I know I used to struggle with this, but not anymore. It's all about creating an achievable plan and then holding yourself accountable to reach those goals. This is where this episode comes in. We're going to talk about a salon annual planner, which helps you, salon owners, who want to make this year their best year yet by avoiding constant setbacks and taking control of your business. I know how busy salon owners are, so I've created a plan that will allow you to follow through together together as you listen to this episode. And then by the end of it, you'll have a clear roadmap of what is coming up this year and what you will bring uh, to you, your life, your salon, your team. So I don't wanna give too much away. Let's dive in and start planning the new year right now. Many of us take action without any planning. Now I know this because I was one of these people. Are you one of these people? We just dive in on a whim or an idea or a shiny object and we just start. Mostly I would just start a project or an idea and I'd work it out along the way. I'm one of those quick start personalities. But no, 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 not anymore, because this can often result in stress and overwhelm when we're unprepared for the changes that growth can bring. As my good friend Benjamin Franklin once said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Many people fail because they don't take the time to think ahead. Or plan for success. And without a plan, we've got no roadmap to tell you which route or which turn off to take, or that we're even pointing in the right direction from where we are right now to lead us to where we want to be. There's no tour guide to tell you what to do once we even get there. So I found it fascinating to, to discover that only 8% of people actually have a plan at all And only 3% of the population actually write it down, like what the actual. So I want to ask you, which percentage of the population do you want to be part of? Those that master salon ownership and have a successful salon, profitable, successful salon, are the ones that are in the top 8% of the population, for sure. Planning ahead is an important aspect of the dream achieving process. By planning ahead, become proactive and we can foresee issues or roadblocks that may come. uh, And therefore, we're able to plan the actions to avoid the roadblocks, right? Get in front of them or face them confidently. Imagine actually achieving the goals that you are creating for yourself right now. In order to plan for the year ahead, you need to get super clear on what's been going on, first of all, over the last 12 months not what happened in the world, because that's been crazy, but how you dealt with the things that came your way. The good and the not so good. We can learn so many amazing lessons just from doing this process alone. So if you want to move forward into your goals this year, grow your salon, grow your team, improve sales, build culture. I want you to remember uh, more freedom for you like not, over, not being overwhelmed, you as the salon CEO, and not being overbooked, and more profit from your business, because you know what, at the end of the day, we're not running a charity here, right? Then with intent, we must look back and discover how far we've come, um, because it's going to give us the confidence to move forward to bigger and better places than we've even ever, ever imagined before. It also gives us permission to let go of the things that are no longer serving us. And when we look back at what we've learned, we can bring into the new year and build upon it and make this coming year amazing. It's going to help you get clear not only on what you actually want from your life and from your business, but help you create some clear goals and objectives. But to actually make your life and your business amazing in this new year, you can't just know and wish, right? You need to have clear action steps from, from your aspirations um, in order to achieve them, right? So let's begin. This is what we're here for today. So before we look at the five things that you should be thinking about in order to level up your salon business in this new coming year, first, I have a week treat for you. I've created a salon annual planner for you to get your hands onto and get a head start with. Um, there's no point just listening to me in my voice, which is I'm sure is lovely. (laughs) But the power of the written word means that when you put pen to paper, uh, there is a much higher chance of of the dreams aspirations actually turning into action steps, which then are actually turning into outcomes and achieving your goal. So I want you to get a head start now uh, because if you don't, start now by the time we kind of get through Christmas get off the floor um, and we get through the new year and the rest and the holidays and the drinks and eating too much food and then we slowly ease back into life in January Um, and by the time we find the time to make the time for a plan because I know what it's like in sell on life we're always six weeks and six months ahead of ourselves well already by this time that's well into the new year we're well into February and before you know it the first quarter of the year is gone just like that and you've only got three quarters of the year left to get the shit done that you want to get done. Now, most of you, I know, kind of drop most big projects, what I call big rocks, the things that are going to move the needle inside of your business. I know that we drop that kind of like from October. So really, that's only leaving you six months to do 12 months of work. And if you're wondering why you're not growing as fast as you like, now you know the reason. The time is now to do the planning now so you can get a head start. So I want you to grab the Salon Annual Planner. It's free. You can print it. You can follow along with me and we can do this together. So I'm going to pop it in the show notes of this podcast episode. Uh, you can go to that at www.salonownerscollective.com and then you can go to the podcast, find this episode. Uh, there should be a link if you're listening to this on your Apple iTunes or whatever your favorite uh, mode of listening to where you're listening to this podcast the link will be in the show notes or just jump into my facebook group profitable and successful salon owners come and join me in the group or dm me on messenger or on the insta dms i'll send it to you too easy it's everywhere (laughs) it's not hard to get your hands on so i'm going to encourage you to find a warm cozy drink or maybe it's summer maybe pour yourself a mojito or uh Something refreshing, maybe make a snack, get a notebook, print out this resource and come on the journey with me to plan out your whole year intentionally, make it epic, truly level up. Like, let's not have just another year of lost dreams due to conditions out of your control. Like, this is your year. Make this commitment to yourself. So, I'm going to recommend you pause this podcast now, grab it, let's do this. Okay, ready? Pausing. Go. Heidi, hey, are you back? Let's look back to look forward. The first thing I want to do is I want to look at the three pillars of salon mastery. These are the areas that I want you to review so that you can grow your salon business. So let's review what worked. But also, I want you to review what didn't. Let's take some time to fill in each of these boxes. And so what are the three pillars? The first pillar is the salon CEO. That's you. You've got to review what's worked for you and what's not worked for you as a human. The second pillar is building a rockstar team. That's your team. There is no business without a team, right? Otherwise, you're a solo opener. And uh, the third are your dream clients. It's not just any clients, your dream clients. There's no business without, without clients. You need those three. These are your main three pillars. So put some music on. Let's go, I want you to really focus on the things that have worked for you and the things that haven't. All right, go. How'd you get on? What did you learn? What will you bring forward with you this year? That will, uh, what, what are the things that you'll bring forward with you this year? And what are the things that you're going to let go of, remove from your life? Now, I notice a lot of people do great stuff, but some reason we forget to continue and be consistent with the strategies that actually work. And then at some stage we think back and go, whatever happened to that thing that we did once? Gosh, that used to be good. Why aren't we doing that now? So I want you to think about what worked, what am I bringing forward, what didn't work, and what are we going to let go of, okay? That's step number one. Now, step number two is, are you ready? What got you here is not going to get you there. So how do we decide what we should be working on in the coming year? If we've thought about the things that we're going to let go of, we thought about the things that we're going to continue with because they really worked for us, how do we decide what we should be working on next in the coming year? So if you found what worked and what didn't work, lessons learned, what to drop, what to stop, what to bring forward, I want to quickly touch on something I call shiny objects. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales, because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like, imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible, and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins, the team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Now, I see many owners all of the time in search of new, fun, shiny objects. I call shiny objects. Do you know why I recognize it when I when I talk to fellow owners? It's because it was me. This was me. I've learned my lesson. And we're constantly looking for the next thing that's going to solve all of the problems. What's the one big, amazing idea that's going to fix everything? That's going to make take us to the million dollars? I call these shiny objects. Do you know the syndrome? Shiny object syndrome. We pick up the fun, exciting, full of possibility, next adventure, right? The stuff that often lights our fire. But often I see what happens is we have a lot of cans open. We start a lot of stuff and we're terrible at completing it because we get halfway through or three quarters of the way through and we realize, oh my God, this is hard work, just like the other five projects that I've just started. You know, We start by having a lot of fun, but we're not actually moving forward in our business. So if you're in the cycle, start the project, didn't complete the project, The project was quite hard work, the new initiative, the new marketing campaign, the new thing that you're doing with your team, the new way that you're doing this, that, and the other, and nothing is completed. Don't worry, I've been here. This is quite normal. (laughs) Um, But it's not sustainable. And it's also not a strategy that's going to get you to where you need to go. Um, This is the shiny object syndrome. And it's tricking you. Your brain is tricking you, telling you that this is going to be either the one amazing thing that you've never done before that's going to fix all of the problems, or um, you actually just lack a little bit of discipline to can follow through and complete the stuff that you started. So I want to talk about now that show you that not only what you should consider to do in this coming year, but what you could pick up this year, depending on where you're at in your business right now. Like what got you here is not going to get you there. You need to do something different for sure, but you need to do the right things. Not just the next shiny thing that comes along. That's just picking up strategies that are wafting in the wind. So there are three stages in your business journey growth. And I'm wondering what stage you're at. And in fact, uh, if we've grown and what got us here in this phase of business is not necessarily the same strategies that are gonna get us to the next place that we are going. So what happens is we work on some strategies and we get some things that are working and then suddenly they're not working anymore. It's because their business has grown and changed. When we grow, things break. And what used to work no longer work anymore, right? So we have to think about the next step, but it's hard to figure out what's a shiny object and what should we bring forward and not bring forward and work on and what should be the next thing. So I want to give you a little bit of a framework for you to be able to navigate that, right? One of the challenges is that we look at big established businesses uh, or those with huge followings or those that we are following and we're listening to or we're listening to a multitude of different people and we're spying on what they're doing So we try it. This is where we get our source of shiny objects. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we're ready for that strategy or that's going to work for us because we haven't done the things that we should be doing at our level of of business. We're watching people that have been in business for 10 years and we're doing their strategies, but we've been in business for two. We need to do things that are ready for our level of business. And we wonder why we grow and then it feels like a big fat mess and it's out of control and we feel like we're doggy paddling just to try and catch up with our business. That out of control and overwhelmed feeling just means that we're doing the wrong things at the wrong time for the stage of business that we are now, right? Sometimes what can happen is we get to the next level of business and we keep doing the things that it used to do when we were small and we wonder why we're confused and our business feels hard or it's not growing anymore. So I want to suggest that the size of your business in terms of your team, your clients, your income, and how long you've been in business really should determine what you should, could, would be doing in business in this stage. Does that make sense? You with me? So let's explore this idea a little bit together. So when you first started out, you were probably a stylist or a therapist and working for someone else. Or maybe you rented some space, a small space, and you were just a a onesie. And when you're just working with yourself or within a team, then really the focus for you is to perfect your technical skills, right? Uh, Your client care and your delivery and your style and what, what vibe you are. You learn to sell to your clients. You learn to upgrade to your clients. You learn a bit of time management around appointment book management and maybe pricing and upgrades. You build a list of clients who love you and return, uh, but how much can you do on your own before you're maxed out? Well, on average, believe it or not, it's still around the 3 or 4k. A fully booked stylist or therapist really is tapped out at about the three or $4,000 mark, depending on where you are in the world. So adjust that for your location. But from where, from where I am, 3 or 4k is a great fully booked stylist. And what happens is, you know, we've only got so many hours that we can sell. Forty hours is typical, and we're booked out. We're maxed out. And so, what's next for us? We have to. We often decide that we're going to go into business for ourselves, and we look at our bosses and say, "That looks amazing. I'm going to do that too." So we find ourselves in a business, and we start to build a team. Two or three team members. Maybe they're doing, you know, two um, K each or three K each, whatever it is. Um, and once you've got your first one or two employees, maybe even three, the focus starts to change. I call this the operator phase. Your focus now needs to be not on growing your clientele, but growing clients for your team, because now you have humans to employ, right? And we need to be able to know how to employ humans, the right people, and have a process to do so. We need to be able to attract new clients to come to our brand, not to you, your full. Fully booked. People already love you, and what's happening is they want to come to you. But unless we pivot to try and build a brand that people want to come to your team, because we can't rely on recommendations. People, your clients recommend you, and then they come to their team, and then you're not. They're not you, and then there's a there's a challenge here, right? So we have to become a marketer. We also need to start to think about: Can our team sell like we do? Can they upgrade like we do? Can they serve like us? Do we have a service delivery system for, for our team to follow? Because otherwise, what happens to the brand? It becomes all about you because everybody else is diluted and they're not doing it like you, but you're full, right? So we need to turn our attention to building a winning culture. Like what are the basics of how we do it here? So you can build a brand, not just build Sally Salon. Because when it's built around Sally Salon, we can't grow. This is big as we'll grow, and we run out of time, and we run out of uh, out the, the ability to duplicate ourselves. So if you manage to pull this off, and your team continues to grow, well, congratulations, by the way, right? Because if you nail this, you'll be able to grow beyond that kind of 6K, 7K mark, and, and beyond two or three team members. Uh, Because too many owners spend their time loving clients and send their team out onto the floor and wonder what's going wrong when they're not performing. So if you can grow past the operator phase and step into the management phase, then your focus comes out of growing clients because hopefully you've nailed that and we need to focus now on growing our team. And if we can get our team to the somewhere between the four and seven mark now we're kind of doing as a business up to the $13,000 a week kind of turnover, that means we're in the management phase. And our, our focus as the CEO and as the business now needs to be on team. New level, new devil, am I right? So for you to be able to continue to grow your team, what got you here is not going to get you there right? We can't just rely on sales and marketing strategies for the long term because once you get beyond that three team members, it all changes. And if you only focus on recruiting sales and marketing, the wheels start to get wobbly and they start to fall up, fall off, maybe fall up. You'll end up with a team doing what they want when they want and not how you want. And that's when you get to start to get pushback. And, if, and by this time, if you start scramble to get control, you're in danger of team walkouts. This happens in this industry and I've seen it, but who's to blame? Yep, you guessed it, it's not the nasty team, it's you, my good friend. You are to blame. So this phase, you have to switch your focus to infrastructure, systems, processes around people and management, get clear on how you do things, um that represent your brand that will make your brand stand out as a brand and not just a collection of people doing a bunch of hair and beauty stuff because consistency builds a brand you and your you you know you need to build that team not just uh, a service delivery of a bunch of people but a system that can grow the people which can grow the business right we want to be able to hand things off so that you can work on growing a great team of, a team of people uh, who are great at running the daily operations, the service delivery part. We must make room for what's coming. You must make room for what's coming. We want to be able to learn how to nurture a culture intentionally. Otherwise, if you don't nurture it, it's going to nurture itself. There will be a culture, even if you're not looking and watching uh, and you want to be in control of that culture. Otherwise, it'll take off without you. And I'm not talking about the nice fluffy love for each other type of culture, although of course that's that's included, but a winning culture, a culture where people know their place in the business and where they fit into it today, but also into the future, where they belong in the future plan for them, a step-by-step how that they can grow uh, and they can thrive inside of your business. We want to have a team at this stage who see you, your brand, firmly in their plans and goals as they look forward into their own future, right? They look at their future and see you and that you're the driver or the leader or the mechanism that's going to get them to their goals. Otherwise, they'll just leave you for the stall down the road just for a couple of bucks more. This phase also, the management phase, is where we really want to batten down your management style. How do you manage people? when they perform well and when they're not performing well. And I mean intentionally managing in a consistent way. Otherwise, you're going to lose your team's trust when you're everywhere, when you behave differently each time they interact with you. That inconsistency will will burn them. The managers phase, you also want to get your finances in place because you don't want to grow a financial business model that's broken. If you're going to grow something that's broken and not profitable, it's just going to be the same framework just more money coming in and and coming out. You need to know that your business is a commercially viable business, um, even if you work in it or on it. Like I think about, if I'm, I always like to think about it as if I'm going to sell it. it doesn't mean that I'm going to sell it, but it means it removes me from the emotional connection to it. Um, how would an an investor look at it if they were going to buy the business? That's the mindset that I need to look at my own business from, from time to time. Um, do you know, even if I'm not going to sell it, because I see too many owners doing themselves a disservice by hiding their head in the sand, not knowing their numbers, as a result, not being profitable. And then they're still trying to grow something that's not profitable. The, the model to m- making your business, if it's not profitable, profitable, is not doing more stuff it means the model is broken, right? It's not employing new people or opening second locations and just pouring more more money down the toilet. So if you get your sales and marketing sorted when you're small and you get your management culture and finances sorted when you're in the management phase, then when you hit the CEO phase, your business is ready to scale. Because if you hit the next phase, and you haven't bedded down the first, the prior phase, that's when business is overwhelming. That's when you're overbooked, overwhelmed, overcommitted, often not profitable and we feel like our business is a chain. So let's talk a little bit about the CEO phase because this is the phase where you can think about scaling. So typically the CEO phase really is, is around the 13 K to a million dollar turnover, 13K a week to the million dollar turnover, which is 13Ks to 19K a week. Typically, this is when we're at uh, the seven to 10. This is the 10 plus team size. This phase, the CEO phase, is time to build our management team, right? Because I reckon any one human uh, can manage up to seven, eight people maximum on their own. But even then, it's not easy. You know, if you're 40 hours behind the chair, mostly you'll you'll resonate with this your life will be chaos so we need help whether it's front of house a floor manager a salon manager um, a pa a va um, then this phase is all about the word scale because you should have put your infrastructure in at the at the last two phases so the scale phase is about growing without you being at the center because you can't grow grow beyond this phase when you're still at the center of your everyday daily operations of the business, putting out fires, balls, fly balls, flying everywhere at you, right? And you're living the life of decision fatigue. And if that's you, I see you. I see you. And it's time to optimize what's working before you grow too much and get this into a systematic process so you can step away from the daily operations Uh, for a day, for a week, for a month, or even a year and your business is running on autopilot. They're no longer needing to remember everything because it's in your brain. We can't scale your brain. But you can scale a team with structured systems so your team are empowered to know what to do. And it's time to double down on what's working, optimize what's not working and refine, refine, refine. That's how you grow to the million dollars. So I think the summary of all of this is that we get ourselves into a state when we're working on the wrong things. Imagine we're trying to scale our systems and put in a manager when we having a turnover and a small team. One, we can't afford it. Two, we've superseded ourselves before we actually have all the infrastructure in place. We can't put the cart before the donkey, right? So we can't be working on the wrong things at the wrong time. And the whole reason that we stressed out maniacs Uh, is because we've got it just a little bit upside down. So it's time to stop. The goal then is to bed down and nail each phase before you move to the subsequent phase. So we don't get into hot water as we transition and we continue to grow. This is how we grow without the overwhelm, without being overbooked and overcommitted, because that's meltdown material. Hey, I've been there juggling too many balls, been this guy, sorted it out. This is what I teach people to do is to stop getting themselves into hot water and getting the order upside down, right? Sometimes we have to go back and retrofit some of the phases. We've missed a few steps and we wonder why our building's built on shaky ground. Our businesses built on shaky grounds because we've got some holes in it. We've got piles missing from our foundations of our building. So I want you to grab the salon and your planner. And I want you to go and have a look and decide which phase you're at. So I've made it simple a salon growth chart that you can see exactly where you are and what you should be doing this time of year. Because I see too many owners doing the wrong thing at the wrong time and trying to do everything at once, actually. Like, don't get me wrong. We are smart, empowered, powerful women and men who are capable of a lot. But we just can't do it all at once. So we need to just pace ourselves a little bit so we don't hit a growth ceiling and we don't get ourselves into a cycle where grow, go back, grow, go back. Right, two steps forward and two steps back. It's not fun. Been there. (laughs) I did some research last year and um, I really wanted to kind of nail what was truly happening and the outcome of actually doing stages and phases in the growth and really focusing on the owner and what they should be doing at each one of those phases. So I I thought you'd like to hear this piece of information. I went and researched out of the At the time, we had 100 salons in our various programs here at Salon, um, Salon Owners Collective, Salon Mastery, the Momentum Program. And I went and researched the data of how each business was performing. And I looked at the behavior and the activity and the job role of the CEO versus the income of the business. And I learned something really interesting. And I want you to pay attention to this because this is part of your growth roadmap. So what I learned... Is that businesses where the owner was working, serving clients on the floor, forty plus, forty to fifty hours a week. The average income of that size business was three hundred eight thousand dollars a year. So this is eighty uh, percent of the businesses in the survey are from New Zealand, Australia. Oh, maybe, maybe seventy. No, you know, eighty percent Australia, New Zealand, and a small percentage uh, from around the world. Um. Businesses that had owners working somewhere between the 20 to 30, 30 plus slightly hours serving clients on the floor and the rest of the time investing on working on their business, not in their business, the average turnover per annum was $415,000 a year. Interesting. Less hours on the floor, more income from the business. Salon owners working between 10 and 20 hours serving clients, their average turnover was $518,000. And for those owners, salon CEOs, who were not serving any clients at all and just focused their time and attention on growing their team, the average turnover of those salons was $765,000 a year. Now, that is interesting. This is consistent with my own business growth journey as I grew through the stages and phases. So I'm super keen to hear what you make of that data. Let me know and let me know where you're at. And I want you to think about what do you need to do? How do you need to do things differently coming into this year so you can make a different, uh, different impact in your business? I hope that this has inspired you for what is possible and what you will achieve in the next 12 months. So I invite you to continue to tune in with me over the next couple of episodes because by the end, you'll have a plan for the coming year something that looks to achieve everything that you've ever wanted in business. And if you're done with working long hours and being busy putting out the fires that your team throw at you instead of getting the opportunity to grow your business, then I would love to have you join me in Stellon Mastery Program for this coming year. Now this is perfect for you if you have a team of 4 or more, you're earning between $6 and $7,000 plus upward of that on a weekly basis. And that you know that you're more than just a hairdresser or just a therapist and that you're really looking to kickstart your journey and really becoming the salon and CEO that you know that you are and you're destined to be. You get to work directly with myself and my team and learning how to double your sales, grow a rockstar team, attract new dream clients, not just any clients, dream clients, and that you'll have all the support and direction that you need to nail the goals that you set for yourself and your business and truly step into leading a life of more freedom and more profit. All you need to do is click the apply now button. I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes of this podcast episode. I've got three spaces left for January. I know they're going to get it filled up quick, so don't wait. Do it now. And I look forward to connecting with you, talking it through